0: This is Against All Enemies, a show about threats to American democracy. Political violence is on the rise. An alarming percentage of Americans believe they may have to take up arms against their neighbors. Some are already doing so. Every weekday, Against All Enemies highlights the activities of extremist organizations and their enablers. Our goal is to educate, not to alarm. The threats are real. But if we know what we're up against, together we can beat them. It's Ken Harbaugh with Against All Enemies on the Midas Touch Network. Today's Republican Party has abandoned whatever credibility it once had when it comes to supporting the military. I grew up in a military family, a lot of that time overseas during the Cold War. My dad was an Air Force pilot and lifelong Republican. It was almost an article of faith in our household that Republicans cared about national security and that they cared about those serving in the military. As my mom would say, my, how times have changed. It seems like every chance today's Republican Party gets to undermine our military, they take it. Whether it's during budget negotiations or during confirmation proceedings for senior military officers. Senator Tommy Tuberville is in the news right now for his insane politically motivated hold on military promotions. I'm going to share a clip of the Secretary of the Navy calling him out for aiding and abetting America's enemies. If you haven't seen it yet, it's truly extraordinary. But I really want to make a larger point. That today's Republican Party is no longer serious when it comes to national security. From Matt Gaetz to Ted Cruz to the former President himself, Donald Trump, this party time and again throws our military under the bus. We'll get to all that. First, you have to see this clip of Secretary of the Navy, Carlos Del Toro laying in to Senator Tuberville. For someone who was born in a communist country, I would have never imagined that actually one of our own senators would actually be aiding and abetting communist and other autocratic regimes around the world. This is having a real negative impact and will continue to have a real negative impact on our combat readiness. And that's what the American people truly need to understand. Now that is how you hold a politician like Senator Tuberville accountable. I'm a Navy vet, I actually went to high school in Alabama, so I take this one personally. Right now, Tommy Tuberville is single-handedly preventing our country from filling some of the most important military roles. All because he wants to restrict health care for women in uniform. But this posturing isn't limited to just one junior senator from Alabama whose only qualification for the office apparently was having coached a football team. This is a problem for the Republican Party writ large. Remember when Matt Gates pulled this stunt, disrespecting our most senior military leader, and absolutely no one in his party's leadership called him out? And so while everyone else in the world
1: seems to be developing capabilities and being more strategic, we got time to embrace critical race theory at West Point, to embrace socialism at the National Defense University, to do mandatory pronoun training. Do you it's, assess— You know,
2: it's, it's, again, this is the most capable, the most combat credible force in the world. It has been, and it will be so going forward. Not and if we continue down this path. To do that. Not if we embrace socialism. The, the fact that you are embarrassed by your by your country. By oh your no no no! I'm embarrassed by I'm, your leadership. I'm sorry for I am
1: that. not embarrassed for my country. I wish it's we were what not you're losing saying. to China. It's I what wish you're we saying. You know what? The that's you know that is so that, that is so disgraceful that you would sit here and conflate your failures with the failures of the uniformed service members. You guys said that that Russia would overrun Ukraine in 36 days. You said that the Taliban would be kept at bay for months. You totally blew those calls. And maybe we would be better at them if the National Defense University actually worked a little more on strategy and a little less on wokeism.
2: Has it occurred to you that Russia has not overrun Ukraine because of what we've done? and our allies have done? But that was Has, baked you into your flawed assessment.
1: That? that was baked into your flawed assessment. And so yeah, I saw that the Obama administration the, the that we tried to destroy Ukraine our military by starving it of resources. And it seems the Biden administration is trying to destroy our military by force feeding it wokeism. I yield back.
0: When trolls like Matt Gates get away with this kind of thing, it becomes about more than just him. This is an indictment of his entire party. But it's not just the way they attack our own military that should outrage us. It's also their cheerleading of our adversaries, like Russia, at America's expense. Here's a tweet from Ted Cruz, mocking a recruiting video from the US Army while celebrating one from, get this, the Russian military. I honestly can't do better in calling out Ted Cruz than this clip does here, because it includes a brutal takedown from one of my heroes, Senator Tammy Duckworth.
3: Senator Ted Cruz has never served in battle, but he sure likes culture wars. Today, he's taking issue with a recruiting video from the U.S. Army that features a real soldier's story.
4: Although I had a fairly typical childhood, took ballet, played violin, I also marched for equality. I like to think I've been defending freedom from an early age. When I was six years old, One of my moms had an accident that left her paralyzed. Doctors said she might never walk again, but she tapped into my family's pride to get back on her feet, eventually standing at the altar to marry my other mom. With such powerful role models, I finished high school at the top of my class. I needed my own adventures, my own challenge. And after meeting with an Army recruiter, I found it, a way to prove my inner strength and maybe shatter some stereotypes along the way. I'm U.S. Army Corporal Emma Malone-Lord, and I answered my calling.
3: So this is the the true story of, of an actual hero who volunteered to serve her country in the military, and for context, something that Ted Cruz has not done. I want you to hear the Texas Republicans' take on it.
0: What we're saying is we're seeing Democratic politicians and these woke lefty bureaucrats and and lefty media reporters trying to destroy the American military, trying to turn it in into, frankly, a bunch of pansies. The job of the military is to kill the bad guys, and it is to it is to strike fear in the enemies of America. People sign up to, to, to join the military because they want to keep us safe. They, they don't want to sit around a, a, a circle emoting and passing daisies back and forth. And I don't care if you're a left-handed lesbian who rides a unicycle. That doesn't matter. If you want to sign up to defend the nation, defend the nation and train to do that.
3: Well, for a different perspective, let's bring in now Illinois Senator Tammy Duckworth. She's an Iraq War veteran and Purple Heart recipient. Uh, He tweeted out that uh, that video and uh, another one with the Russian military, uh, men doing push ups, and tweeted, Holy crap, perhaps a woke, emasculated military is not the best idea. Your reaction to what you're seeing and hearing from your colleague?
2: Well, first, let's just say that that uh, video of this purported video of the Russian military actually was from a white supremacist uh, web pages and and, and chat rooms. And so, uh, uh, number one, he is retweeting white uh, uh, nationalist propaganda to begin with. Um, Listen, I I would like to hear and I'm willing to wait to have my colleague explain to me what about the video about... uh, Uh, the corporal was emasculating and turning uh, the U.S. military into pansies? The fact that it's about someone who graduated at the top of their class uh, joining the military? Is it because it's about uh, a video about someone who had a parent who overcome significant disability and challenges and overcame them? Is it because it is someone who is choosing to use their skills to serve our nation and, and, and protect and took an oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States? I'm willing to wait to hear from uh, Senator Cruz which of those things is turning our military into a pansy, but I doubt that he'll be able to answer me because I don't think he can find a good reason. Uh, And frankly, uh, uh, he is way off the mark here. Uh, Our military is recruiting the very best to join, and it seems to me that this corporal is among the best. Senator, I just wanna underscore what you
3: began with, which is this content was created on websites, channels, so, uh, social media channels that put out, push out fascism and anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. That's the content yep. that Senator Cruz is attracted to and feels the need to retweet. This, they, I mean, the Kremlin must be so proud. This is the juxtaposition of the Russian military with an army, a real army recruiting video, and that. I mean, he's he's falling for it. In other words.
2: Yeah, he's a United States senator, and he is pushing uh, white supremacist propaganda and denigrating the United States military, the same military, by the way, that has been protecting him ever since the insurrection that he helped to foment and, and continues, along with so many Republicans, to try to distract the American people from.
0: Thanks for listening, everyone. I've got a quick break here, but I need a favor first. Shows like this depend on your support. Please, if you can spare five seconds, click the link to the podcast version of the show below and leave us a five-star review. It really does help, thanks. And of course, we cannot leave out the big one, former President Trump, who dodged the draft five times and then referred to service members who died in battle as losers and suckers
3: bombshell report from Jeffrey Goldberg at The Atlantic detailing how the president talks about and views our nation's veterans and service members who have laid down their lives for their country or have been injured in service. The report includes new details about President Trump's 2018 visit to France to mark 100 years since World War I. Goldberg cites four different sources on President Trump's cancellation of a visit to the Aisne-Marne Cemetery near Paris, where American Marines were killed in World War I. are buried there. It's sacred ground for the military and for Marines in particular. And Goldberg writes, quote, In a conversation with senior staff members on the morning of the scheduled visit, Trump said, why should I go to the cemetery? It's filled with losers. In a separate conversation on the same trip, Trump referred to the more than 1,800 Marines who were lost uh, at Woods as suckers for getting killed. And according to Goldberg, Trump on that same trip asked aides Who were the good guys in this war? He also said that he didn't understand why the United States would intervene on the side of allies. And Goldberg says that Trump was fixated on Senator John McCain, who was held in captivity for more than five years as a prisoner of war in Vietnam. He writes that when McCain died in August of 2018, Trump told his senior staff, according to three sources with direct knowledge of this event, we're not going to support that loser's funeral. And he became furious, according to witnesses, when he saw flags lowered to half staff. What the bleep are we doing that for, he said. Guy was an effing loser, according to this report, that's what the president told his aides. It is not just John McCain, though, that the president has targeted. He has a history of attacking members of the military and their families. Around the time that he first laid into McCain, he also attacked a Gold Star family, the Khans, who were critical of him.
0: His wife, uh, if you look at his wife, she was standing there, she had nothing to say. She probably, maybe she wasn't allowed to have anything to say, you tell me.
3: She was too heartbroken. Kaiser and Ghazala Khan's son, Homiun Khan, was killed by a suicide bomber in Iraq in 2004. And he was posthumously awarded a Purple
0: Heart and a Bronze Star. This alone should disqualify Trump from ever again becoming commander in chief. And the complicity of the Republican Party should dispel whatever notions we may once have had that this was the party of national security. The damage they are doing to the military right now is real. It's not just about military readiness, though. This is a crucial point because we can recover from the stupid budget games and promotion holds. What we will not be able to recover from if today's Republicans get their way is the politicization of our armed forces. Since the end of the Civil War, America has been able to count on its military to rise above the partisan politics of the moment, We saw that on January 6th. Whatever the insurrectionists might have been able to achieve that day, the U.S. military was not going to side with them. Even if the worst-case scenario unfolded and the rioters were able to stop the official counting of votes, the military would have abided by the Constitution. The Republican Party is trying to end that by politicizing our armed forces and by dragging the military into their so-called culture war. What Senator Tuberville is doing with promotion holds, what Matt Gaetz and Ted Cruz and Donald Trump are doing in denigrating those in uniform, is jeopardizing that centuries-old tradition of a military that puts professionalism and the Constitution first. I haven't addressed head-on this charge of wokeness in the military. My take on that is pretty simple. It's what makes us stronger – diversity, awareness, the ability to think critically It is so fitting that Ted Cruz, in attempting to mock our military, chose to compare it to Russia's. We see how that's turning out on the battlefields of Ukraine. Here's our Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, an actual patriot, making the point rather poetically. President Putin spent two decades trying to build Russia's military into a modern force with cutting edge weaponry, streamlined command, and well-trained, well-equipped soldiers. Kremlin often claimed it had the second strongest military in the world, and many believed it. Today, many see Russia's military as the second strongest in Ukraine. Its equipment, technology, leadership, troops, strategy, tactics, and morale, a case study in failure. Today's Republican Party has no idea what it takes to defend a nation or what truly sets our military apart. It's not unbridled aggression, it's not performative machismo, it's bravery to be sure, but it's also professionalism, innovation, critical thinking. I suspect people like Tommy Tuberville will never understand that. But for the sake of the country, I hope they do. Tuberville recently lambasted military wokeness saying that sailors on aircraft carriers were composing poems.
2: There's no second place in war, okay? We have to have the best. And right now, we are so woke in the military, we're losing recruits right and left. Uh, Secretary del Toro over the Navy, he needs to get to building ships, he needs to get to recruiting, and he needs to get wokeness out of our Navy. We've got people doing poems on aircraft carriers over the loudspeaker. Uh, It it is absolutely insane the, the direction that we're headed in our military, and we're headed downhill, not uphill.
0: That clip made me think of my own time in the Navy, nearly 20 years ago when I was commanding recon missions off of China and North Korea and, yes, Russia. One of the things that sustained me was poetry. On one especially tough deployment, my co-pilot, an incredible officer and aviator, shared with me a volume of poetry by Walt Whitman. My love for poetry lasts to this day. I want to end with a brief clip of, believe it or not, Ronald Reagan. He was not my favorite president, but he was nothing if not strong on defense, and he knew the power of poetry during moments of tragedy. Here he is addressing the country after the loss of the Challenger space shuttle. He shares a line from a poem by John Gillespie McGee. The crew of the space shuttle Challenger honored us for the manner in which they lived their lives. We will never forget them, nor the last time we saw them this morning as they prepared for their journey and waved goodbye and slipped the surly bonds of earth to touch the face of God. Thank you. Now, maybe Ronald Reagan is just too woke for Tommy Tuberville. Or maybe, just maybe, today's Republican Party has gone to such extremes with their performative politics that Ronald Reagan himself would be ashamed. For what it's worth, The author of that poem with the lines, I have slipped the surly bonds of earth and touched the face of God, was a fellow pilot, an American aviator who served in Britain during World War II fighting against the Nazis. He died when his fighter plane crashed not long after penning those words in a letter to his parents. We cannot let people like Tommy Tuberville and Donald Trump, and frankly, their entire party, demean our military by engaging in their grotesque political theater. Our national security is simply too important to entrust to today's Republican Party.